The Homance Chronicles. The female equivalent of a bromance. So many poor choices. But so many good takes. But so many poor choices. <laughs> I'm ready to go whenever you are. I'm going to put it all in. Well, this is The Homance Chronicles then, and I'm Sarah. <laughs> and I'm Nicole. And, you know, it's a new year. Yeah. Uh-huh have a guest on who was able to kind of like turn her life around and so it's perfect timing if we want to be inspired by someone's story so I would like to welcome author Stephanie Gatros. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Where are you uh, situated? I actually live in Southern Indiana. I'm right across the river from Louisville, Kentucky. All right. Yeah, Derby City. <laughs> I you, don't know what that means. <laughs> the Kentucky Derby? Oh, oh, oh. Come on, Nicole. Sure. You've been to Derby parties with me. Yeah, that's true. It's escaping. Well, anything social really has like fallen off of my radar, I think. No lies. Oh, I was watching football yesterday. Go Browns. And hey girl. And um they had a couple of like intros of people at games from previous, obviously previous years of like everybody cheering and everybody in the stands and like fluids flying. And at first I was like, oh wow. And I was like, wait a minute. And then I was like, oh God, terrifying. All that flex stuff. And it just like it was this weird roller coaster of emotions because usually it's like fun and exciting to see that kind of stuff. But now it's just like it's traumatic for me to see all those people gathered it in it. traumatic for me to hear you describe it as fluids flowing. Yeah. Well, that's what I immediately thought as soon as they were. I mean, it was like beer and pop and whatever else, obviously, but fluids, they affect me differently. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, Stephanie, back to you. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's really quite all right. And it, if you'll allow me to, I'd like to share a pretty hilarious story. Well, so um, <laughs> I've only been to one professional MLB game and <laughs> <laughs> it was for the Cincinnati Reds and everything was going good. It was a hot summer day. I was honestly mostly there to eat the food, if I'm going to be honest. Right. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I'm just enjoying my time. And all of a sudden I feel something in my hair. And I reach over and I touch it and it's slimy and it's green. And so I start freaking out um, and I, and I get up and I, I leave and I wash it out of my hair and long story short, some highly intoxicated man was eating green beans. And while walking down the aisle, I managed to put it in my hair. So <laughs> green beans. Why green are you buying green beans at a baseball stadium? I don't know. I don't know. I think I don't. That's the only thing that I could think it could be. Maybe it was like, um, like fried green beans or something. Yeah. But um, I did have a beer after that, and um, I I made it through. But now it's funny. Then it was not, and I was very mad. Like I was ready to throw fists, but I didn't know who it was. Um, my ex wouldn't tell me who it was. <laughs> <laughs> I can laugh about it now. Oh my goodness. There's so many things about your story that I would never put in the same sentence. Oh, never. <laughs> None of those things go together in my world. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, 
Wait, they sell other things besides like meat and nuts at a baseball stadium? <laughs> they do. Cool. They sell these tots with this gravy called Getta Getta Gravy. It's like a Cincinnati thing. And it is so good. Um, so if you if you guys are in Cincinnati and, and all this COVID mess is over, I recommend the the Getta Tater Tots. Those are so good. Sign <laughs> me the fuck up. I'll go now. I don't even care. They are so good. <laughs> it's like a it's like a, a chili dog for tater tots. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, oh, I love chili dogs. See, yeah. <laughs> see, we are we are northern girls. We love our our conies. Yes, nice. Oh yeah, and this uh, that mis- this midwestern girl has a COVID body to you know reflect <laughs> my location. I <laughs> I uh, have not been kind to myself during the break, or I, my body just didn't adjust well. Or um, you just maybe too kind to yourself. Maybe you need to <laughs> back it up. <laughs> yeah, I need to figure out what kind of green beans those were that actually make them taste good. Um, <laughs> good lord <laughs> but uh speaking of body changes you're pregnant right now right i am i am pregnant and i wish i could say thank you thank you i'm so excited this is my first um my husband had had uh three amazing kids and so now i get to be bonus mom and we're making a little a little bean of our own although <laughs> I am definitely feeling very pregnant um, as of late. I feel it in my back. I feel like I'm 79 years old, <laughs> but I know it's going to be worth it. How has it been being pregnant during COVID? Uh, it's honestly, it's been a. It's I don't want to say that it's been scary because I don't want to sound like a wimp, but. Um, you know, like if somebody, somebody's at the grocery store and they're coughing or something, you know, I'm like, I'm like, well, I got, mama's got to watch out for her and her bean, you know? Yeah. Um, other than that, it's been, it's been pretty normal. Like I have my normal doctor visits and it doesn't seem to sketch in there and, um, baby shower is going to be, be a hard one. Um, I hate baby showers or really any kind of shower. If though, if I could have a shower, but it was just people sending gifts to my house, that would be fine. I mean, what's wrong with that idea? I don't see anything wrong with that. Somebody suggested like a like a drive through, drive by baby shower. I think that'd be amazing. I'd be fine with that. Or, or you could just have everybody send their presents to you, and you just do a Facebook Live or whatever, and you open the gifts with everybody on that. That sounds great, because then I wouldn't have to put on real pants. Right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> they just, you just have to put on a real shirt, you know? it's That's a lot easier. Heck yeah. So much easier. So give us a little backstory. Because yeah, you-, you, have a, you have a book called Working Through Heartbreak that's out Mm -hmm. right now and it's on Amazon and you know you mentioned that you're now um remarried and you're a bonus mom and that you've been divorced before and so how did how did that previous relationship um get you to where you are today sure so my ex we met in college, we were both 18. So we were basically babies. When I think back to that time, I'm just like, we knew nothing. Um, And so we honestly did a lot of growing together during that time. 
Um, but, you know, after, after school, after life kind of set in, we found that we were two very different people with different wants in our lives. Um, there, there was just a lot of, there was a lot of things that I was confronted with in terms of having to address those, those uh, differences that I um, found very hard. But at the end of it, it, it ended up being a pretty mutual decision. Um, ultimately, it was me who said the D word, but, um, you know, like. How old were you then when you actually went through with the divorce? I was 29. We, and we got married when we were 25. But you were together for a total then of about 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, quite, a, quite a long time. So that's your entire twenties, which is a very mm-hmm. formative time, and I am not the same person. <laughs> oh, no, and I don't. I would be the same person I am now if I was with the person I started dating when I was eighteen. <laughs> I, I actually had I actually had my counselor tell me that she said she said um, that that's a very formative time, and you know she kind of understood why we would have grown apart because you just do so much growing in your twenties. So how? I guess, how did you come to some realizations? Because to be honest with you, I didn't come to some realizations about myself until after I was 30. So the fact that you came to some realizations about yourself and the differences and all of that while you were in your 20s and trying to maintain a marriage um, sounds less than ideal. It, yeah, it wasn't great. Um <laughs> wasn't divorce isn't I don't you know I don't recommend it um unless you know you really need one but um it was it was kind of just a bunch of little things that added up um and that's one takeaway that I can I can say that I've learned is that little things add up whether they're good or bad in any relationship really even even friendship a family relationship um but it got to the point at the end of our marriage where you know, we weren't really spending time together. We were sleeping in different rooms and neither of us really saw that as a red flag. Like we were still having sex, um, but no, neither of us saw us like sleeping in separate rooms as like a red flag. Um, well, what, were you doing it because somebody snored or something or were you doing it because you really didn't want to share a bed with him? Well, it started off, um, I like, I would just kind of stay up a lot later than he would and so I didn't want to disturb him and then um when we moved into our our marital home um like I asked to go back into the bedroom and he was too comfortable with me not being there um to let me back in the bedroom which was really disheartening but you know I kind of get it but um yeah you use words like can I get back into the bedroom and let me? Yeah. And in a partnership, those words don't exist, right? Right. Okay. Just, I learned something a little bit, right, Nicole? (laughs) Sarah's Sarah's adult lesson number one. (laughs) No, I'm trying to say like, taking a, making a point is like, in a partnership, in a true partnership, you would never say, hey, can I get back into the bedroom? Is that allowed? You know what I mean? Like, you don't ask for permission to do that type of stuff. 
in a yeah. way yeah and you don't ever have to ask permission to have it yeah and that and and like honestly I can't I'm not talking crap about the guy he's honestly a good guy like if I was broke down on the side of the road and I called him like he would be there like I I have no doubt about that but um I don't know why and it honestly probably was partially my fault because I needed a lot of hand holding especially in my 20s I was not responsible like I should be like I like I said like when I wrote you all I told you that I had to get my shit together and I had to get my shit together. Um, but he became more like a dad husband. Like, like he really was, it was like a father, like a father daughter relationship in like a not, like a not sexual way. But um, yeah, like I wanted to change jobs because I, I hated my then job. Like the boss that I had was terrible. Like I had ulcers because I hated my job so much. It was so stressful and he wouldn't allow me to change it. Um, until I found your husband wouldn't allow you to change it. Yeah. Like he threw a fit about it. So, so there were some things where, you know, it was like, okay, well, I see hindsight's 2020, like that's not normal. Um, but, um, when you're in it and, it's been that way for a while or it just kind of inched its way in you don't really notice it I guess but I do um, want to talk about the separate room thing because I can actually mm-hmm. name like a couple of couples who are either together or married who don't sleep in the same room so mm-hmm. once you did get remarried and started sleeping with your in the room with your husband again did you automatically feel like you had a different level of intimacy oh yeah 100 percent. there was um there was just like a <laughs> there's like a safety like snuggle snuggle vibe you know and my husband is he's like six four and I'm like five one so <laughs> so you know I just felt like a little like a little delicate flower and <laughs> I, sleep, I sleep so well you know he's warm he's like a, he's like a, he is like a country guy like he brings in wood for the wood stove and he he hunts deer and um he drives a truck you know <laughs> <laughs> you're smitten I am I, I didn't even know that was my type <laughs> well you guys Oh, actually, I have a question. So when you guys entered into your relationship when you guys were younger and you guys decided, okay, we're going to take this to the next level. Did you guys talk about your a future together? Were you guys like, oh, we, we want to have children. And then, you know, kind of like that typical conversation that young couples have um, and like dream about. Or were you guys kind of just like, well, I guess this is the next step. So I guess we'll do this now. For me, yeah. I I had planned on being married and having a family and all of that, like I was, I was beside him when he went to um, college to get his bachelor's degree, mm-hmm. and I was just working full time um, in property management. But um, I think, I think I probably, honestly, I can admit this now. I probably pressured him into getting married to me more than more so than he wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time I will say that this guy like he won't do anything unless he wants to though so I don't know I don't know I I shouldn't have pressured him the way that I did um but 
But you guys didn't actually end up having a family together. We didn't. And that, that was one of the other reasons why, why I left is because we had moved back to his, his hometown is, is in Southern Indiana. And um, we had been living in uh, Lafayette, Indiana for some time. And we finally bought our three bedroom, two bath home. Like he had, he had his career going. I had my career going, like everything was kind of falling into place. Like I felt like we were comfortable enough financially to be able to have a kid. And I know you're never ready, but um, everything just kind of was falling into place. And I asked him, I'm like, okay, well, when, when do you want to have kids? You know, we've got health insurance. Like when, <laughs> when do you want to do this? Like, um, and he, you know, he was like, I don't, I don't want to have kids. Like, I don't want to bring them into this world. Like what's the, like, wait, just, he didn't volunteer this information. Like you had to kind of dig it out of him. No, he flipped, he on it. He very genuinely flip-flopped on me with the kids thing. Which, you know, he, for a long time, he said after, you know, we're married after we have a house after, and then when we finally had all the things that you, you know, you check off on your imaginary ideal life list, um, you know, he, he decided that that wasn't going to be, that wasn't going to work for him. Um, it's really funny now because <laughs> the last conversation I had with him was, was a very good conversation. But he said now he wants kids, and I'm just like, okay, well, um, I, I don't know that that really would have changed anything anyway. But um, but you but you don't take that personally, like he just didn't want to have children with you. No, no, I definitely don't take it personally. I actually met his, <laughs> I actually met his um, former fiance, so he got reengaged after I did, like like a weirdly. Um, short time after I did um like I like I'm saying like two weeks after mm -hmm. Ryan Ryan proposed to me which was kind of weird but allegedly that was just a coincidence um because I asked <laughs> um <laughs> I'm like, so like allegedly and I have the facts because I asked like are you a true <laughs> yeah I asked um <laughs> Well, you know, if they were still together and they got married, I would have never asked, but, um, <laughs> but, um, what was I saying? Yes. I met, I met her. She, they split up and she asked me if I wanted to go to tea, which is kind of a weird thing, um, to ask, like, why not coffee? I don't know. Yeah. But she didn't tell me that they, that they had split up. I thought in my head with the one sentence that I got and I responded to, which I shouldn't have, I should have asked questions first, that she wanted to talk to me and see what went wrong in our marriage and see if what he told her was like true, make sure he's like not crazy or something. So I, I'd be willing to do that for another girl, like another lady. I'd be totally willing to do that, but. Oh, to I, validate their concerns even. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, if any of my, if any of my exes current or whatever women decided they wanted to come to me for questions, I would not have no issue giving them the straight facts. Cause it's not like it impacts me anymore. This person's out of my life for good for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, I don't, I, I don't wish the guy any, any ill will or anything like that. Um, 
it just, you know, at the end of the day, we're just two different people that have different wants in life and um, that it is what it is. Um, it, it didn't always seem like that. I didn't always come to that conclusion. Um, but, you know, with some time and, and working through it, I have. That's good. So what did you, because I, from the sounds of it, you guys both moved on fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're already remarried and um, pregnant and a, a bonus mom and everything. And you don't look like a day over 23. So there's no way that you took that long of amount of time between your breakup. <laughs> <laughs> that love glow she's got no it's the baby it's the baby <laughs> yeah love glow <laughs> baby love glow <laughs> so I always wonder this this is something that I've always always wondered about is how people are able to move on so quickly especially after having such long-term relationships that were a major part of your life I mean Personally, in between each relationship, I've taken at least a year. Um, And I mean, I'll date or whatever, but before I get into another like relationship, um, I usually always end up taking time for myself and time to like work out in my own head, like what happened. And um, I don't know, I guess I baby step it. I don't get over Mm -hmm. stuff as quickly. For a while, I'm the flighty one that can let shit go and be like, all right, we're back. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> I guess I'm more like Sarah than, um, <laughs> but, but on honestly to say that we didn't see it coming would, would be a lie. Um, all the signs were there. Um, and, and at the end, like it got to the point, like we were literally in a roommate situation um, except that we had sex sometimes. Um, <laughs> but I mean, other than that, there was no, there was no other form of intimacy really. Um, yeah. And I dated a guy who him and his ex stayed in separate rooms for two years of their marriage. And they, I mean, he said the same thing, like that he saw it coming, that he basically was like getting over it while it was still happening hmm yeah yeah for sure I, there, there was definitely a finality um that happened when we drew up the divorce papers and you know I'm moving my stuff out of our house and um you know I'm I'm parting ways with his family which is something that I don't know I guess maybe people do talk about it but you know I, I really really liked his family and so when I left him like it was um I didn't just lose him I lost his family who I I still have a tremendous amount of respect for especially his mom his mom is badass she she works hard and she plays harder um I have I have absolutely nothing bad to say about her and um you know in in terms of women who have impacted me and have formed me she's 100% one of them that's awesome yeah that's really amazing. Yeah, Nicole used to, um, I have an ex whose family I'm still not necessarily in contact with. I'd say we're more acquaintances over anything else anymore. And I'm not in contact with the ex either. And she would be like, why are you still friends with them? And it's like, cause they brought me joy. I don't know, I feel bad. Like I can't just cut somebody out of my life like that. So I can understand where you're coming from for sure. She can't, but I can. 
<laughs> She'll cut them up with fucking quickness. <laughs> I'm a Virgo. Chop, chop. <laughs> <laughs> what's it? Wait, what's Sarah? What's your sign, Sarah? I'm a Gemini. Oh, you're an air sign. I'm an air sign. I'm an Aquarius. That's why that's why we can get over things. We're like, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually, when I read your thing, I was like, oh, introverted extrovert. It me too, because I found out, you know, I'm obviously a boisterous human being, but I'm very private with a lot of the things about my life, which is strange. Because they they come up in like weird instances and everyone's like, You you're worried about that? I'm like, well, yeah, nobody needs to know that. That's another business. I'm like, and it's like something silly, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you don't need to know what kind of mouthwash I use. We don't we don't need to tell people that. I don't whiten my teeth. Maybe I do. Who's gonna know? <laughs> you don't need to you don't need to know that I use scope, but um I do have on purple underwear today. <laughs> <laughs> to tell myself no <laughs> so good. um but yeah so i mean yeah i'm quick to cut people off and be like chop chop you know like we're done you hurt me you're out of here um but i then i then i take time you know to work out whatever um before i start dating or before i get into a relationship and so yeah i mean you you went through that whole process and then still found your, um, I mean, what's Mr. a better Wright. word than Mr. Right though? Like, like that's, there's gotta be something better. Not knight in shining armor. I think it's better than that. <laughs> <laughs> you still found your ideals partner. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We, we complement each other in, in a lot of ways and we are, we are not identical, which is fine. Um, but we learn a lot from each other. We actually have, we actually have quite an age gap, which has been really interesting to navigate. He's 12 years older than me. Interesting. Uh, And he still wanted to have more kids. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why, but he did. (laughs) (laughs) Great. We, this was a, this was an intentional baby, but, uh, gotta love it. Love to hear it. Y'all love to hear it. Yeah. So what were, so what were the steps that you went through to move on from the other situation and then find ideals partner? Sure. So, so, um, I was working full time during all this and, um, basically I, I was at work and I just felt a lot of emotion coming up. I was, I like literally was crying at my desk and that's not to say that I regret what happened, but you know, you're, it's, you're grieving, you're losing, you're grieving the future that you planned, you know, you're grieving the loss of somebody who, um, was like an integral part of your life and you have all these inside jokes with and memories and you know, all that stuff. But I was like, I need to get my, get it together because, um, I'm, I'm supposed to be professional. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) so I just started writing, I just started writing down what I was feeling. And, um, I looked up some divorce journaling prompts and, and I answered them and I found it to be very therapeutic and I stopped crying. Uh, and <laughs> All right, journal things <laughs> yes. and I was able to work I'm through sure it. your work was super happy with how you were spending your time I'm just kidding 
probably not. They well, you know what? Honestly, like they eliminated my position, so maybe it was because I was journaling. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it had nothing to do with COVID. Maybe they maybe they read my journal. This <laughs> was for you to just do your own thing, baby girl. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I'm sure they were super thrilled when they found out I was getting a divorce. But um, you know, I just found that to be super therapeutic, and it, it gave me um, a new perspective. And it helped, it helped me remember like why I filed for divorce. Like, why did I decide on divorce? Because so many times when you get out of a relationship, even if you're the one that ended it, you have like this rose colored view of how the relationship was. And you only remember the good times and the cuddles and the, and the laughing and all the good, but you know, um, that's just not the case. And one thing that that I had realized and that he had also expressed is that when we think, when we would think about the relationship, when, and it would make us sad, it was from years ago. It was from, from, it wasn't the recent stuff. It was, um, it was much further in the past. So um, it helped, helped me realize that too. When you were going through all this, did you have a support system? No, not really. Um, Actually, actually, um, his best friend um, it was living and dating my best friend. And so they... You mean living with? Like they were living together? Yeah, they're, they're dating. They're still dating. Um, and so he went over there and kind of gave his side of the story and only his side of the story. And so um, it made things really awkward for my friend which is understandable. And I feel terrible that she's ever in that position. And then my other best friend tried to sleep with my husband after I filed for divorce. So, um, wait, your ex-husband, you mean, or your yeah, my, new husband, my ex-husband, my ex-husband, but she tried, <laughs> to, she tried to sleep with him. Um, and so that, that kind of sucked. And so I was like, well, how did you find out? Um, he told me, uh, oh. And I, and, and then she, well, okay. She's like, I can't co-sign on a, you getting divorced because I was your bridesmaid. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I've been telling you about how I've been feeling for months and you've been, you've been in my corner. Like what? And then, um, he ended up telling me like she, um, messaged him about having like a bottle of wine and being alone. And I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> So she was trying what she was trying to stop your divorce but also sleep with your now ex-husband yeah I don't know um it's you know life has a funny way of weeding out people that shouldn't be in your life and so I'm just gonna take that as a blessing yeah go ahead I'd do that too (laughs) (laughs) yeah but I mean like that's just bullshit you don't need I mean (laughs) the fact that you have one friend who's probably coming across the ex all the time because of the best friend situation. And then you've got another friend who's like two-faced, who's telling you, um, corner, oh. but, and you shouldn't get divorced, but really I want to fuck him. So do what you're, do what you're going to do. Like, it's just, I don't know where the empathy went in the world. Honestly. <laughs> I, I don't either. And to be completely, completely honest, like her, her actions 
messed me up way more than the divorce did because I, I you didn't see it coming. I never saw that coming. And, and I had known her for 10 years. And you know, kudos to your ex for being like, no, dirty, gross. Tell my ex-wife, no. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Like I said, he's not, he's not all bad. <laughs> that's an integrity thing I can appreciate for sure. Yeah. He's a Taurus. He's the earth sign. I don't like Tauruses though. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I've learned that I don't either. I, my husband now is, <laughs> my husband now is a Libra. So you, you're an air sign. So you get it. Yeah. <laughs> Gucci on that one, but Taurus men and I, unless it's, unless it's completely like, there's nothing that's going to like create a bond between us and we can separate at any point in time, Taurus men and I are okay. But as soon as a Taurus man shows up and they like try to, mm, it doesn't at all. Taurus is one of my top compatibility zodiacs. Really? I didn't know that like like though nicole like let's be honest for a minute what on paper, it's one thing in real life it's a completely different story have you met a taurus man that you're just like okay i'll ride this later i've dated a taurus guy before a couple <sighs> and that worked out well obviously not because i mean i'm not dating them now but um <laughs> on a compatibility scale there's very yeah. few people i can actually tolerate in general so the wow, fact that I was able to tolerate somebody. <laughs> you are such a Virgo. <laughs> uh-huh. And that's why I'm not apologetic Gemini with her because it just can't, you can't. Otherwise. <laughs> so how much of this story and how much are you, that you're sharing with us today, do you share in your book? Well, my book, my book is honestly, it's a, it's a workbook. So it's uh, journal prompts that I, I have um, created to help shift perspective. And then there's also some activities in there. Um, I feel like you guys would, would appreciate the good breakup and bad breakup bingo. <laughs> so hopefully you don't win the bad breakup bingo, but um, <laughs> But I, you know, I tried to make it a little bit fun. You know, you're already sad. You don't, you don't gotta be sad the whole time. But um, <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to create something that would be um, accessible and would be personal because you know, <clears throat> so people don't necessarily like talking about that kind of stuff. And like, as as you've learned from me telling my story, like I didn't really have like a super great su- support system. I didn't really have anybody I could confide in my trust in people went way out the window um, (laughs) after uh, that whole thing. And so um, journaling was my, my escape. And so I just, just wanted to create something that would help people heal, help them grow, help them learn because like from, from like a scientific point of view, like from what I've read, because I am definitely not a scientist, but uh, (laughs) they say that after a breakup or divorce, you are much more likely to go after your goals and to grow and to um, become a better person. So I kind of wanted to create something that would help people realize realize that as well. I love that. And you you created something that just didn't exist prior, right? I think I, but the idea for it came, came just from me. I do think that there's some other, other, um, 
workbooks or journals, but I know for sure that um, none of them are quite like mine. Um, and I, I purposefully did not look at many of them just so I wouldn't, wouldn't be mad and be like, I didn't, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. Yeah. And, um, you know, I realized like we started talking about how you navigated into your new relationship and I don't think we actually ended yeah. up hearing because you said that you guys work together. So yeah. your work is really a catalyst for your journaling, your, your now new career, your new life. I mean, even though they've eliminated your position, you really milked it. <laughs> I did. I they even paid for me to go to some networking events and everything. So I I got what I needed. And I thank you. But um <laughs> she just but, recondoed it. She was like, thank you. I don't need you anymore. That's right. <laughs> so you guys are at work, you're crying. Does he come and save the day or how does uh, it develop? It Cats. I forgot. In a way. <laughs> in a way. Um, so we actually we actually bonded over food, um, over brisket, which is probably why I've gained so much weight. Um, About or just bonded as human beings. Well, as as human beings. But yeah. let me let me tell you what he told me after we after we got together. He told me the first time that he saw me, he he almost fell over um that he fell in love with me instantly and when he told me that I remembered when we first met and I was sitting in in um the CFO's office um I had just started there and he came in the door to ask her something and he saw me and he almost fell over and I thought he was being silly I just was like oh he's just being silly or whatever but no he said he like literally fell in love with me at first sight <laughs> which which that was not the case for me I mean I thought he was handsome but I was also like married so <laughs> it was not mutual then but, <laughs> but um a local restaurant was serving brisket on Fridays and I was talking about it and he was like if you fly I'll buy and I was like okay so I did and I was just gonna eat eat it eat my portion of the lunch at my desk but he was like, well, that makes you an asshole if you don't eat lunch with me. Because <laughs> Ryan, he literally just says whatever. He definitely has like mouth diarrhea. Um, <laughs> if you want the truth, just ask him. But um, we we started talking. He was like, I like to cook. And, you know, um, I like, you know, this kind of music and um, I believe in conspiracy theories. I'm like, I believe in conspiracy theories. <laughs> And we, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, but which kind though? You don't, do you believe the earth is round? Cause you have to, you, you can't believe that, but um, just, you know, just the normal, the normal conspiracy theories, you know. <laughs> the OG ones, none of this new shit that showed up after 20. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, like JFK, you know, that kind of stuff. But, um, <laughs> but, you know, we just, we realized that we had a lot in common and, um, it just kind of really blossomed very quickly from there. And um trying to put the moves on you like right away. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, he didn't wait. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and um, but it but it felt natural, like it didn't feel um 
it didn't feel wrong like right like weird no it felt it felt right um and it just it honestly just blossomed blossomed from there and um I'm constantly laughing he's hilarious and um just being with him all the time like has brought me so much joy and then of course then then there's the bonus which is the kids and um I always kind of knew that I wanted to be a mom um but actually being in like that type of role has been so fulfilling and um I just my life now is so much less lonely from being you know in that room by myself all the time to like now having like a full-fledged family yeah yeah I mean when you're in an unhealthy relationship just because there's a another actual body there doesn't mean that you're not lonely and I feel like a lot of times when you're in a bad relationship you feel even more lonely than you would if you were single right yeah yeah for sure and and I will admit, like, I, I am, I'm sure that I made him feel lonely too. Um, because there'd be times like he would want me to like, come watch a movie with him or something. And I would say no. So, you know, like I said, it's two ways. He was definitely not the bad guy. It was, it went both ways. That's fair. And good on you for calling it out how it really truly is. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to perusing your workbook because at the very least it sounds like you've got some fun things in there that would cheer somebody up uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure that um this COVID situation people might be looking for some resources I don't know maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> so now we're at the point of our show where we do add a girls which is when we like pat ourselves on the back for something good that's happened um or something that we're proud of ourselves for and so um you know you're part of the add a girl but we'll come to you last we won't put you on the spot so uh sarah do you have anything readily available you want to share yeah so i actually um uh, my boyfriend bought me some pretty cool Christmas gifts and the, uh, he and his friend in, uh, installed them on my Jeep. So I have a Jeep and he brought me a couple of like enhancements, aftermarket enhancements for it, like some headlamps and bumpers and stuff like that. And so yesterday they, he and his buddy assembled my Jeep and in good faith, I made everybody homemade from scratch chicken noodle soup and it was delicious. I mean, good for you for making homemade chicken noodle soup. But I also want to just caveat that when somebody buys you a gift, you don't need to make them something in return. (laughs) No, it wasn't for him. It was for the person installing it on my Jeep. (laughs) I'm like, you can just be like, thank you. Yeah. But also, you know, I made a, I made a gluten-free chicken noodle soup that everybody really enjoyed, which isn't common anymore. So I'm proud of myself. It's the small things sometimes. Oh, and I was able to get the, the football game up on the TV. Little things, you know, little things. It's still an accomplishment. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I, I actually got out on Saturday and ate at a restaurant but in an igloo thingy 
Okay. So I was getting very, um, what's a good word? Claustrophobic in my own house after a while. Like I was tired of looking at the same shit all day. Cabin cabin fever. Yes. Thank you. And so me and a friend, we splurged on a igloo dining situation, which up you have to sorry you have to splurge on a fucking igloo anymore they used to be free now they're expensive i'm just continuing well i mean you want restaurants to stay in business they need to charge money to do something you can't eat inside so i know i mean i'm also supporting a restaurant that i want to keep going so i was pretty excited about that to be honest with you when you talk about the little things i'm like i went out to eat like somebody brought me food that they made then took those dishes away and I never saw them. <laughs> it was pretty, it was pretty remarkable. <laughs> it is those little things sometimes. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but Michigan is like on super lockdown. Yeah. I did. I do know that my, uh, my brother actually lives up there. He lives near um, Benton Harbor. Oh, I used okay. to live there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Michigan's on hella lockdown. So if you just reserve an igloo, it's usually a minimum of $100 to $150 that you have to spend. And you only get an hour and a half. They kick you out. Oh, man. Yeah, but don't worry. I drink enough alcohol that I got us halfway to that bill pretty easily. Well, I, I think if you're paying that, if you've got to pay that much to to sit somewhere you probably have to be a little bit drunk to accept that so, <laughs> so i understand but i wasn't drunk in my house like i was drunk somewhere else it was amazing i mean i'm i'm excited for you personally because that's like you know you get to do a little exploring it's like you're taking an adventure and you literally just like left your house and went 10 minutes away <laughs> i did and i was dressed like it was alaska and there were two space heaters and i walked in and it was a goddamn sauna i was immediately stripping things off and i had to turn off all like both space heaters anyway i digress stephanie yeah. <laughs> my turn your turn okay so um i yesterday i put on real clothes all uh, right <laughs> Yeah, because I've been honestly, I've been living in my pajamas. Like I don't care. Um, I don't know if it's the if it's like the lockdown or if it's pregnancy, or if it's um, both. But um, I did. I put on real real clothes. Um, my maternity pants, which I think I'm gonna keep for um, Thanksgiving, and in <laughs> <laughs> a real maternity shirt. Um, but no, honestly. Um, this past week, um, I the kids were off school. They were doing e-learning, and I have a friend who has two um, boys, and I also took them on during the week, and I survived with a puppy. You're pregnant. And I'm pregnant. Five children and a puppy? Yes. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> I, I only yelled twice. <laughs> wow. At the kids, the puppy that was unlimited. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that kind of situation would actually reduce me to be a mute. By the end of the day, somebody would come home and I'd just be mute. I wouldn't be able to say anything. <laughs> just nothing. It, 
they, honestly, they're they're pretty good kids, but one of them is six, so he's everywhere at one time. Yeah. yeah no, no thanks. Yeah, um, that sounds exhausting. Uh huh. So good for you. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I did and I did dishes. Mm. See, oh. I'm even I'm over it when it's just my own dishes. How do I, I do it? Dishes when I go over there, I like if she. Dishes. She's got dishes in the sink. I'll just do them for her really quickly. And she does still to this day. Like I, I don't even eat sometimes. I'll just do them. Depends on how much time I've got. She hates it so much. Do you see the friend. gratification of going out to eat now? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, someone else is taking it away. This is <laughs> um, so tell everyone where they can find you um, and where they can buy your workbook. Sure. Um, I am on Instagram at Stephanie Gaytrost. That's G-A-T-R-O-S-T. Um, and I have my website, which is Stephanie Gaytrost, um, P-H-I-E for the Stephanie classic. Um, and then um, you can buy my book on Amazon. I have a direct link through my website. Since the book's still new, it's probably going to be easier to find it through my website. <laughs> um, and then I am also on Facebook. And on Instagram and my Facebook, um, my uh, my professional Facebook page, I do post free journal prompts and inspirational quotes. So if you're interested in that, definitely follow me. I love that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Um, we looked you up today and I loved all the um, little inspirational quotes that you had that fit like right in that little square of the Instagram tile. So it's like not overwhelming. It's just like a quick little nugget to help you get through your day so um it's not it's, it's not cheesy and right. it's like it's legit good stuff <laughs> thank yeah. you yeah no, <laughs> thank you thank you so everyone go follow her on instagram you can also find us at homeads underscore chronicles we also have a um, closed facebook group so if you want some a little bit more adult content, you can go to the Homance Chronicles, a judgment-free zone on Facebook. Um, if you liked what you heard today, please rate, review, subscribe, like, you know, do the thing. Tell stories, call in, write in, <laughs> phone a friend, send letters. We don't, we got stickers too. We'll probably send those out at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, Homance out. <laughs>